Welcome to the Results Fastcast, the podcast created by personal trainers to help and support our clients by providing useful and applicable information to all things related to exercise, nutrition, and lifestyle. We will be discussing about how to get fantastic results at all levels, from beginners to advanced, as well as discussing news, current affairs, and how to understand what is the best path for you. My name is Ian Mellis, and I have been a personal trainer for close to 20 years now. Um, I own a business called Results Fast, based in Warehouse, where we train people one-to-one and in small groups. Um, I'm joined today by Io Williams of Achieve Your Objective Training and Nutrition. He specializes in helping dads in their 40s get lean, lose their stomach fat, and restore their energy in just 30 minutes per day. Welcome, Io. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, so uh, what I didn't sort of like um, fill out on the sort of like the introduction was that obviously um, I worked with um, Io for pretty much about 10 years early on in my career. Um, he was uh, a manager, friend, um, all these different things. We worked for, together for about 10 years in primarily a one-on-one setting. Um, from there, both of us have continued in the industry. I would sort of say industry veterans after 20 years. I'm not sure if you get a stamp. I think you're, you're <laughs> maybe, maybe a couple of years ahead of me. But um, welcome today. Uh, welcome, Maya. Welcome. How are you doing? Thank you. Just a couple of years ahead. A couple of smidgen older. Smidgen, smidgen less hair as well. Um, but yeah, it's been a while. But good to see you, man. Thanks for having me on. Got a feeling you, uh, yeah, you look a bit younger than me anyway. So I think this is a, uh, this is the price to pay for having a three-year-old who doesn't sleep. So uh, there. So um, you need to embrace the razor, embrace the razor, and, and go for it. That's what you, you need to do. So I'm growing out. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going more Vikings, I think, than uh, anything else. So um, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what we're going to discuss today um and you know primarily sort of like with you know what we're gonna you know what i and i have been talking about doing this podcast is to create something that is more applicable for the everyday person a lot of um, information out there is more um applicable to people inside the industry or personal trainers or very highly motivated people we're gonna look to put some information together which first of all, um, you know, will help, you know, should we say help the layman um, in the sense of we want to find strategies that help people either start into new behaviours, make sure they're doing the right thing and just generally have a discussion and a critique about, you know, different approaches and things that you might might be interested in doing in the world of fitness and nutrition. Um, Let's say today we're going to kick off with talking about um, motivation and um you know from a personal point of view for the people that i work with and i'm sure i agree as well um the nature of world events when we're starting doing this um motivation is variable and luck- lacking and so my question really first of all to kick it off i and i'll throw it to you um why do you think motivation to you know to exercise and eat healthily um tends to you know fall away or lag at certain points um yeah certain points um well i can think of two answers to that just just off the bat uh the first one is well right now um everything's been exaggerated because of the pandemic um but even before the pandemic the, the, one of the main reasons that motivation drops is because 
your old systems that were in place to keep you where you want to be um, just vanish for whatever reason uh, and then it's hard to get back into it so for example uh, the pandemic uh, meant that if you were walking a certain amount of steps as part of your commute if you're going to a class if you're going to a gym facility all of that no longer exists just like that so your old system for keeping in shape or keeping healthy has gone so you have to rebuild the motivation to do that from scratch you know and even if there wasn't a pandemic pre-pandemic often people go on the slide when their old system was disrupted for some reason a house move um a new baby something like that change of job change of scene um anything can disrupt a, a routine and that can knock your motivation uh, and your system to carry on and also right now, there is a general feeling of doom, gloom, apathy and boredom. And these are the opposites of things which normally inspire people to go out and, and get moving for positive change. Yeah, no, I think, you know, so, yeah, you know, so, say changing of support structures, change of environment. They're all big factors in people basically, you know, well, losing, losing shape of your habits. Um, the only thing I'd probably, you know, there's the added stress at the moment as well as because of that, isn't it? And uh, applying into these things and like, you Definitely. know, the, the issues with stress and sort of trying to make space and time, um, you know, to exercise, to eat healthily. What do you think? I mean, at the moment, there's there's a plethora of information out there and people in turn are fundamentally stuck on their devices, um, especially if they're in lockdowns and things like that. Do you, I mean, what do you think about the information that's out there at the moment? Um, again, you know, I mean, I, you know, it touches on to sort of, uh, you know, people who are influencing and things like that. How do you think that affects people's motivation? Uh, it depends where you're at. Um, there's a lot of good information out there. There's a lot of bad information, information out there. But the truth is, there's just a lot of information and often what's needed is just the ability to focus on just one thing which will really help you do one thing better. Um, because you can find the answer to anything about anything in seconds now, you know, something pops into your, your view about nutrition, you could hear one argument or story and go for that, next thing could be something different, you could choose a new direction for 365 days a year and end up going nowhere, nowhere. So there's a lot of information and I would say focus is more important than the latest new thing. Mm. Um, so if you want to ask something specific about a specific bit of information, that's different. But a general answer is it's better to focus on one thing and stick with that for a period of time and see if you can make a tangible difference there. Mm. There's so little clarity, isn't there, in sort of like messaging now, I tend to think as well, which leads to confusion. And then it's hard to build habits because you're not sure which habits or what, say, perhaps what nutrition plan, what strategies to put in place. You know, should you be journaling? Should you be meditating? Should you be more children? You know, should you be more mindful? Um, you know, it's, it's everything that's going at 100 miles an hour. We've got so much information, but so little clarity and so little space for people to make actual decisions. So a lot of decisions are made from positions of stress and positions of stress don't yeah. always mean that you're going to make good decisions. So, yeah. Yeah. So why, why should you listen to any, any particular person or idea or thing? Um, you know, why do we have jobs where coaches and we help people cut through uh, that noise and focus on that one thing. But if you, you know, this isn't a, a big plug, well, 
course it is. That's why we're here. <laughs> we're here to help also. And we have jobs to do. But the truth is, even if you you were never going to hire a coach, my advice to you and free advice would be just focus on one thing, you know, uh, one idea, and then think, what have I heard of the last 15 things I've heard on the internet or on Instagram, which I think will really genuinely help me improve that and stick with that and give it a good month or two and just roll with that thing and see how you get on. Mm. Um, and don't be distracted by any noise or this or that. Just go with it and be honest with your progress. Mm. It's often progress in, in all, whether it's body composition, whether it's improving your fist, fitness program. Uh, so progress isn't often linear, um, but it's also sort of, it, it can be steady as well. And I, I think this is, you know, so this leads into sort of my next question for you really more than anything else like how can you build motivation you know how can you build motivation to change in the sense of you know we can look at you know real world examples but what what sort of big rocks do you think are the type of things that people should be focusing on to basically get motivated or maintain that motivation okay um how do you build motivation i mean uh, the answer to that is if you haven't got any motivation at the moment if, if, you, if you're not up for any sort of change, then no amount of advice is any good to you at all. You know, there's um, all advice is useless to the person who's not ready to hear it. If you're in a situation where you literally don't have any time or, or, or want to change anything, then just don't, you know, just be honest and say, I'm gonna leave that for now because right now I literally have no time for that. And just be comfortable with it and don't give yourself a hard time you know if you're homeschooling uh three munchkins in your house you've got a job to do uh there isn't anyone who can come and help out um you know what you know don't let the likes of me uh talk to you about what should be on your plate don't let the fact that something's bugging you about your waistline get you down you know what it is what it is you know there's plenty of time this pandemic isn't gonna last forever there's plenty of time to sort it out so give yourself a break first of all but if you have decided to make a change, if there is a spark, you know, that's saying I can do something now, then all you need is a little bit of petrol to make that spark a fire. Um, and that that petrol isn't like, I'm gonna be disciplined, it's, I'm gonna be motivated, I'm gonna have willpower. All of that is nonsense. All you need is a system in place to make sure you do a thing which moves you in the right direction. So let's just say, you want to get back into walking and then eventually get back into running your 5k because park run has disappeared you were running 5k park runs and you were doing them in 35 minutes uh, you realize you haven't walked for longer than 10 minutes in a few months all right so to get back to your 35 minute park run what you can do is resolve to walk for five minutes a day if you're not doing that now that sounds ludicrous. The distance between five minutes of walking and a 35k park run is massive. But if you're not doing five minutes of walking now, do that now if you can. With the munchkins, if it's once around the block, and that's a win. And then do it again tomorrow, and then do it again the day after. Pick something that you cannot fail at and get it done. That's how you build motivation. And that's honestly what works. It works in my business. I know it works in yours, Ian. Pick something really small and just do it for a number of days and then nudge it up just a tad. That's motivation when you see I've done that, next thing, next thing, next thing. Don't say, right, next week, I reckon I can go out for a, a 1K run three times and I'm gonna do that. 
because if that's too far from where you are now, it's not going to happen. Feels like failure. Motivation out the window. You've got to you've got to stack those wins. Yeah, it goes with the saying, doesn't it? The you know the 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 best time to plant a tree was yesterday, and the you know the the second best day to do it is today. And you know having those um, you know making a start is absolutely key. And motivation is how can I put it? It's a bit like interest, isn't it? It's sort of you know compound interest. It's sort of you know it builds over a period of time. Hundred percent. You, you don't just basically you know people will like always look at someone who's really motivated and say i wish i was as motivated as them and you're like going you know well it, it it's not necessarily that they're more motivated than you what they've got as, as you sort of said you know before is a better structure a better plan for success and their lifestyle sort of sits into that plan now but at some point they've had to create that you know so when you're you know the you know you know comparison is the thief of joy at the moment but i think a lot of people come to it from that um that start point you know so many people i mean we sell different types of memberships at the gym so many people come in and get ian i want to train unlimited sessions and i'm just like whoa you know what you know okay all right easy there tiger you know i want to boot camp it <laughs> but you're sort of sat there going look you know do you know what realistically you know i'll you know if i can get you to train for three hours a week i know that we can you know with progressive overload over a period of time we can continually see improvement you come in and training six days a week you know i can guarantee the person who does that well you know about week three they start questioning you know everything rather than you know basically trying to sort of like basically sit it into their lifestyle with you know perhaps what's realistic you know what's manageable and what's achievable um you know very rarely does someone sort of like come at it and you know get success uh you know from that point um so you know, if, if you know, if in a way, if motivation is variable, how do you, you know, how do you encourage your clients to sort of maintain good behaviours and habits? How do you, how do you build that into, you know, their routine? We go back to that flame, that that initial spark. Um, obviously, you need that initial uh, willingness uh, to make a difference, uh, and you just keep reminding yourself what's what that spark is, uh, and you go again. And you go again. It doesn't matter how many times you uh, miss uh, a session or you don't do something or you have uh, a pizza which isn't necessarily in line with your goals. As long as you can remind yourself what the goal is and what the reason for the goal is, then go again. You know, yeah. uh, try not to aim too high. Like I said, aim for something small um, and visualize it and go for it. That's, that's, that's all motivation is. And in terms of just pushing forward, visualize what you want, remind yourself of it regularly and start again and go again and go again. And that's all motivation is. Don't sort of try, try, try to feel positive about what you have done as, a, as opposed to what you haven't done. That phrase you just used there, comparison is a thief of joy, is so true. And in this day and age, it's just so easy to compare yourself with images that you see, celebrities, how you used to look and feel, you know, and that just steals your joy. What you should do is compare yourself. What did you do yesterday? What can you do today to make it just that little bit better? And that is motivation right there. And also, one more thing, people uh, assume that people, that certain people have got it all together and that that person's really motivated. 
nah, 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 nah. See, I, I'm a personal trainer. Uh, you're a personal trainer or coach or whatever you want to call it, you know. And we're not in bad nick, you know. But to, you know, to just draw the curtain back to see whether we've all got it together, you'd be, of course not. Of course not. The only way I train uh, is or do anything physical is sometimes by brute force and say, I'm just going to do this because that's when I do it, you know. You know, I've been training most, you know, on and off for a long time. So have you. It's just make it part of your day. Make it like breakfast. You know, make sure you're missing it if it's not there. Just nudge it in as small as it is and get it done. Yeah, I sort of, I sort of have that situation with people, you know, like um, people will sort of say to me, uh, you know, why don't you train with us? And you're like, man, like, you know, I've got another 10 sessions today. You know, if I'm training with you, am I training with everyone? Because, uh, you know... <laughs> you know i'm going to end up ripped or broken uh one way uh or the broken, other broken actually okay, yeah yeah well no yeah i think the but thing is uh, to knock out the hours and do all those sessions back to back you know we weren't ripped mate we were broken <laughs> yeah i mean the thing is I, I i the way that i sort of like look at it is the when you when you hire a coach or when you hire a trainer effectively what you're asking that person to do is sort of like say like you know look i want to get as far away from a and close to b do you know what i mean some people come in so sort of like with b the ideal but the truth is you just want to get far away from a um if you don't use a coach or you're not using good information you're you're going from your point of a and you're you could be walking in any direction you might be going towards b that's an incredibly positive thing because you're doing something so whichever way you're looking at it you know you're probably going to get closer but the truth of the matter is that, you know, like hiring a coach does sort of like, you know, basically almost um, straightens that line, shortens the journey, but it also normalizes um, the behavior of it. And what yeah. I mean by that is that normalizing the behavior, um, you know, fundamentally then makes it, um, how can I put it, like something that you do every day. You know, if it's like oats you have for breakfast or your morning coffee, it's how to be an environment where what you're doing is absolutely normal that's the ultimate goal with exercise or you know should we say mindful eating um you know healthy is just you know something relative isn't it um, yeah. you know so with all of these things i think it's sort of you know creating um you know it so it becomes almost like a default part of your programming like your operating system um, that's the goal that's the goal that's the goal. Mm. the goal the goal is to make uh habits is to practice habits which will get you to where you want to be and make them normal in your day so that it doesn't feel like you're eating a, a specific diet uh, in order to get to a certain level of vitality or shape it just becomes your new normal which is mm. a cliche these days but it never used to be uh, we're trying to make those things which get you to where you want to be normal so if you need to be on your feet and moving for four hours of a day you know, in order to stay in shape, we want to be. We need to make that normal. How do we do mm. that? Is it standing desk? Is it getting out and doing a bit of a power walk before you brush your teeth in the morning? What is it? Whatever it is that will get you to where you need to be needs to become your normal. And a coach helps you do that. But a coach, you know, in a nutshell, is someone who really streamlines all the relevant information and gets it to you in a package which can actually work for you. They listen to your situation where you are now. Uh, and they help you choose the right path. That's what a coach does. Um, now, you know, you could get all of that on the internet, but the chances of actually getting the right thing for you, you know, you know it's possible, but it's just made easy with a coach, just like getting your 
you know, your finances sorted, you know, you want to speak to somebody in the bank, don't you really? Just like finding a house, you know, someone who's an expert, you know, estate agent, you know, you, you speak to these people, an expert in the, in the field to help you get there quicker. That's what we do. And, uh, and that's why when I look at what's out there and it's just a load of information, I think, well, you know, hey, you don't have a chance sometimes, do you? You pick one and you go for it. Uh, but the idea is to get to where you need to be as quickly as possible, because that builds motivation as well. The thing is, as, as well, that, that, that sort of, you know, just, you know, from my own personal experience is that, you know, I, I, I joke with clients of mine that, you know, I'm not a cheerleader, you know, um, <laughs> if you want motivation, go and hire someone with some pom-poms. I'm, you know, you're going to develop motivation yourself. You know, I'm going to create a structure for you that won't fail that won't sort of that'll be consistent for you and allow you to achieve your goals. If that structure works for you, then, you know, brilliant. I can, I know in a way that we can almost um, control the result. And there's that element of um, control that people do want to get over their lives or, you know, in essence, subbing it out. But when it comes to primarily sort of is, is someone going to motivate you to do that? You know, I, I don't, you know, I don't necessarily buy into that. I think you just want enough, how can I say, enough support to be successful. Because I just think positive support around you, whether it's expertise or, you know, it's probably why things like um, Slimming World and other things like that have been really successful. Because whether you agree with their approaches or not, what they do is they bring a like-minded community together to make um, dieting a normalised behaviour. So then people, it, it reduces the stress everyone's there for the uh, same reason and because of that that's a tremendously powerful thing you know whether or not someone you know goes down that route you know or whatever approach they do whether they go keto and sort of start engaging with a you know keto supplement or herbal life i'm, I'm not getting sponsored by any of these by the way um <laughs> i can't go through and name everyone there's obviously there's other um, other brands are available um, um but when you look at these things um you know what is it, it you know it, it, it's almost like this community um that then builds uh the community almost builds consistency over a period of time if you're there with like-minded people it maintains that um as you sort of say it maintains that fire it keeps the fire going yeah. so it's having that initial spark isn't it but then it's keeping you know you don't actually you know going back to uh, i love an analogy but you know throwing petrol on the fire is literally what the person was doing when they were coming in and saying they want to go six, seven days a week. Well, you know, if you throw petrol on a fire, it's going to burn very brightly and then just go out afterwards, isn't it? It's about stoking it and building those habits. Mm. Um, one, one, one thing, um, you know, sort of, you know, this is good to get your take on. Um, there's motivation and willpower. A lot of time people put these two, you know, two things together. Do you think they're the same thing? Um, you know, what, what's your feelings about motivation and willpower? How would you sort of... Um, Nah, right now. I don't think they're the same thing. Um, I, I, I think willpower is something that people who are feeling uh, demotivated and in a bit of a rut, I think willpower is something they think that people who've got it all together have. You know, I don't have the willpower to do that. I hear that phrase from people who are thinking about making a change but haven't decided to yet. Um, I wish I had the willpower to do that. You know, um, I can't believe you have the willpower to avoid those chips. You know, uh, I can't believe, you know, you have the willpower to eat like that. Um, so I don't think motivation and willpower have got anything to do with success at all. I think you need to reframe what they actually are uh, and think about what it is needs to, that needs to happen in your life, in your day to get you to where you want to be. 
and it's not motivational willpower, it's actually doing something small and seeing the result. Nothing builds motivation than seeing a positive result from something you've done, from something you've owned. You know, there's no will, there's no amount of willpower in the world which is going to get you out of bed, you know, when it's really cold and and really sort of, you know, uh, you know, dark and you know got you've got other things to do immediately afterwards and there's a comfy bed. Willpower doesn't get you out of bed for that. You know, it's uh, it's a feeling that what you do is going to give a positive impact to your life because you've had that before, you know. So what gets me out of bed to train in the morning is a knowledge that I'm going to feel great having done it. You mm. see, I'm feeling pretty comfortable in my nice warm bed. You know, I've ignored an alarm or two already. And I know that if I get out and do and train, and, I, and I'm talking about a 20 minute session here, um, I'm going to feel pretty good. And I know that if I don't do it, I won't. And I remember how that session made me feel yesterday and the day before and the day before. And I've built sort of momentum. You're probably sitting there thinking I'm, I'm training like a like an Olympian at the moment. I'm really not. You know, I'm squeezing in 20 minutes a day. Um, you know, Littland's almost three. You know, I'm crazy busy. You know, there's all sorts going on. You know, it's it's I'm squeezing a little bit in. But the motivation is born of the feeling that I'm going to get. Uh, and so the motivation not to eat a certain thing and to replace it with something else is born really by the way, you know, the, the result you're going to get and the result you got from yesterday. If your goal is to lose, let's just say a stone and you know that you've lost, you know, X pounds in, in the last couple of weeks because you've managed to push something else onto your plate and ease off of something else. And that makes you feel really good. That's the motivation to continue not the willpower to avoid your favorite thing. <laughs> There's no willpower that's gonna stop you eating chocolate if you love chocolate. And any coach who tells you to stop doing that, you wanna have a quiet word. You know, I'll never ask you to give up wine or chocolate or anything that you like. We might have to talk about, you know, consumption levels if you're drinking it by the gallon, of course, you know, be really, you know, gotta be honest. Uh, but you're not gonna cut it out. We're gonna manage, you know, the consumption and we're gonna replace other things in to make it more palatable. We might have to up the quality of your wine because you're going to be drinking less of it and you want to savour the flavour rather than drinking it out of the old cardboard box like we did when we were on in Oz, but that's a different story. Um, yeah, but yeah, so willpower and motivation, yeah, they're not the same thing uh, and I don't think they're relevant to, to getting people to where they want to be. Mm. I always think the willpower is sort of like something that is, you know, um, you know, even the most talented athletes in the world sometimes don't want to train do you know what i mean um you know it's, it, we always compare you know to a mindset of like almost like an elite level um of you know what would you know what would these you know what would you know i don't know ronaldo do, do you know not not the brazilian ronaldo the portuguese ronaldo <laughs> uh, but you know that, that in a way you know like you know you know both very talented athletes but at the same time one with a mindset of you know sort of you know which and some people would see sort of like as an ideal but with you know with with willpower you know how can i put it it's probably more um susceptible to the environment you're in you're in and the stresses that you're under and as you sort of say you know you know if you're supporting a young family you've got to make your habit formation easier you know so don't beat yourself up about it but find a way to have some small wins that's it. And that, that, that builds motivation and takes willpower out of the equation. 
Yeah, one, one, one thing we did in lockdown actually here, um, just off camera, I've got like a bike here. And, um, you, know, you know, I'm I'm notoriously awful for multitasking. I, I do five different things at the at once. And, I've, you know, I'm constantly, you know, <laughs> around on, you know, on my phone trying to do about four different things. And um, we brought the, you know, the bike home and, um, you know, just... I, I try and do sort of like two steady cardio sessions a week, just calorie turnover stuff, you know, heart and lung stuff, you know, there's no, you know, you know, I, I like intensity work, but maybe one or two sessions a week will be enough for me. You know, yeah. it's just like calorie turnover and it's been because it's easy because it's <laughs> well, literally all our coats are on it at the moment, but um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, cause it's easier. It, it, it's made that habit easier to build um and i think it's that sort of like that therefore if it's easier the willpower is more consistent i think it's sort of willpower varies with also um changes in you know things like stress you have a busy day it's you you're more likely to do something else that makes you maybe like you know has an instant instantaneous reward you know say chocolate wine um that feeling you get after you worked out very few people are trained or have trained have ever said that they feel worse after a workout you know that's the whole point you know that you always feel better after a workout and even if that workout is very very short you always feel better after it you're chasing yeah. that feeling and you've got to think about that in a moment when so if, the, if you decide you're going to work out at 12 noon you know you've got something on you've got something there you know you go at 12 noon or as close to 12 noon as you can you don't put it off you strive to get it done then it's done and then you move on you feel great you know, but you've got to remember how you felt last time you did it. So, and, and, and also make it easy in your day. If, you, if you're looking at a, an hour's long workout, mucking about with the bands and you've got to get the YouTube on and you've got to do this and that, get into your kit, it ain't going to work. If you just need to jump on your bike and pedal for a bit, and you know something going to destroy you and get back to what you're doing, you're more likely to do it. You'll feel better. It's easy to do. Less barriers in front of you from doing it. Yeah, it's just, yeah, the willpower to do something which is a palaver ain't going to happen. Not gonna happen. It's uh, you got to simplify. You got to simplify the process. So, what what common mistakes uh, do you think people make when trying to undertake? Say, you know, when say someone tries to eat healthily or undertake a new exercise program. What 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 common mistakes do you see a lot of the time? Common mistakes. Uh, common mistakes. Is you, you aim too high. You try to do too much too soon. Uh, so you want to eat healthily and you, you start, right, I'm going to, and you, you say, right, that's the perfect plate. I'm going to do that. And I'm the perfect plate every time. Uh, so they aim too high and, and then failure, uh, or you don't quite manage it and you feel bad and you stop. Uh, so aim lower. So aim to push one, make one thing on your plate better and just do that. Make sure you can do it and then build on that. So don't aim too high, aim low and build from that. Uh, second thing is people uh, don't visualize, don't visualize the success. They, they don't remind themselves why they're doing it and they don't mentally think about where they're going to be when they get to where they want to be. So it can be as simple as if you have a goal, writing down the goal, somewhere you can see it. It could be you know, a post-it note on the fridge where you see it, write down what you're trying to achieve. So you see it, you literally visualize it. It can be reminding yourself of, you know, you know, if you're feeling too, you don't have the energy to play around with your kids in the park at the moment, you know, you can just envisage yourself having a kickabout uh, with your daughter or your son in a year's time because you've got the energy to do that. That image, that visualization might get you onto that bike for 20 minutes. 
you know and think about the bike and how bored you're going to be sitting on it think about the visual summer's going to come the pandemic will be over and you're going to be in a park with your daughter and son kicking the ball about you're going to have the energy to do that because you're going to get on that bike and build your engine right now that's the visualization which will get you on the bike trust me the third thing is people don't get help um you got to get help and i'm not just talking about a coach i'm talking about somebody who's in your corner uh, and who will support you on this whatever you're trying to do you know so if you have you know somebody you have a regular zoom call with tell them what you're doing you know i'm gonna get in better nick mate i'm gonna make sure that i've got the energy to run around i'm gonna you know <laughs> get two belt buckles down because it's getting outrageous you know i'm gonna i'm gonna really sort out my eating and make sure that i'm actually going to get some vegetables into my diet and i'm going to do that and i want you to uh, to ask me about it next time we have a zoom call tell your spouse tell your kids because they won't let you forget you know it's you know get some help with it or tell your coach and get some help to sort of you know cut out the, the noise and, and help you go in the right direction so those three things yeah uh, people think things often they make mistakes they don't get help they don't visualize and they aim too high avoid those mistakes and that's half battle you know the number of um people who have been scuppered i think in their goals um by poor environments or you know it i i i think um you know i say maybe it's a very much a uk thing but if you do anything more than twice a week in this country you're obsessed um so you know it's like we have an, we have an apathy towards people who basically try to engage with something at its fullest uh, level and it you know maybe it's part of a jealousy thing as well that you know sort of there's that degradation of that but when you've got a home environment you say look you know i mean at no other point you know has there been more of an emphasis on people's health as coronavirus in the sense of we do know that if you are um overweight if you have uh, blood sugar regulation issues um or you know you're diabetic or pre-diabetic you are going to be a bigger risk for um hospitalization if you do catch what has you know become the most infectious disease in the world and yeah i still find it really really hard that sort of you know you know that people find it hard then to get everyone on side with them to say look we need to eat healthily you know we you know we need to exercise we need to be you know perhaps more active and because I think it gets sort of like buried under sort of like everything else that when when something's really, really important to you, it really builds that motivation when everyone gets behind it in the environment that you're in. And that's, as you say, sort of having someone in your corner, it's almost like if everyone's pulling the same way, um, you're more likely to be successful with what you're trying to do. So uh, whether that's by hook or by crook, just telling everyone, this is what I'm going to do. You know, yeah. I remember... Um, I remember one of my clients uh, once, uh, her motivation was uh, Laura Hamilton from uh, Terminator 2, because of the scene at- Linda, Linda, Linda Hamilton. Linda, Linda, yeah, yeah, Linda Hamilton, yeah, sorry, yeah. And the, um, she had a picture of Linda Hamilton on the fridge. Yeah, 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 you know, she did the, you know, she's banging out the pull-ups and it was like, this is, this is where I'm going. And, you know, you're just like, geez, you know, like, <laughs> I've got work to do, you know. Um, but the thing is, um, even recently, like some of our members at the gym have, you know, when in, in discussion with them, they've tried to, you know, almost like gamify or strategize 
um the consistency of training so they put things like grids up on their fridges so you know tick box you know sort of say i i did a yoga session today i you know i trained at the gym i went for a run so they create a hundred days of activity through the year and yeah. you know one of the guys absolutely smashed through that in lockdown so to sort of say that you know in in stressful situations where things aren't ideal that you can't do it what happened there was that person found momentum he found a different time of day that didn't conflict with you know his work and things like that and, and built new uh new, new habits um glorious yeah and you know excellent it, it all started with the first one and you know at, at some point that grid was an empty grid wasn't it do you know you know th there was no ticks on that um so yeah that was um yeah that works for him and a version of that will work for everybody a version mm. of that will work for everybody so so it might not be a hundred days. It might be a lot smaller, but a version of one. But it, it's an interesting one. So, like, so for yourself, you know, um, what you've seen, what um, what would be your process for helping someone motivate themselves to perhaps eat healthily or um, start exercising? What where would you start with someone first of all? What would you do first thing in? Okay, someone walks through the door. First thing I'd do is I'd, I'd, I'd have a conversation. I'd uh, I'd have a an in-depth conversation about where they were in this moment. So what are the, the priorities of their day? Uh, what are the things which, which they must, the things they have to do? Uh, what are their responsibilities? Who are they looking after, if, if anybody? Uh, and let's find out what needs to happen first. You know, where are they at? Then let's talk about what they're trying to achieve um, in the long term and in, in the medium term. Then we'll look at what we're going to try and do in the short term to build those, those paths toward that, towards that. Um, then we're going to figure out the thing which is going to make the massive, the biggest difference quickly. Because as I say, small wins build, builds motivation. Now, I could say we're going to do this and that, which are going to have a good long-term effect. But I want this person to see change quickly. If this person needs to feel, their goal is to feel more energised, what can I do immediately? What can we do to get them feeling better? It could be sleep, man. It might not be anything to do with the way they're moving or what they're eating. It could be, all right, how are we going to get your sleep better so we can start getting more energy today? So we're going to pick the thing which is going to make the biggest difference to them right now, depending on what they want to do. If they need to lose weight now on the scale, um, what are we going to do with their diet to get that number moving? Now, you and I both know it's not about the number, but if this person, they need that number to be below a certain number in two weeks' time to get motivation, then that's what we're going to do. And we're going to look at their diet and we're going to do something to that diet, agree to do it, and we're going to move that number. And if their goal is, uh, you know, into just healthier eating, what's not in their diet now, which should be in their diet, which is going to boost their vitality and their nutrient intake? So what are we going to do? Mm. That's where we start. Those are the basics. After Everything else will come after that, you know, the exercises they're doing, you know, how they're moving, uh, mobility, uh looking at macronutrient intake all of that is secondary to those key things which we need to have at the start yeah one one, one thing that always troubles me that when people walk through the door is they want to go they want a low carb it they want you know their momentum's there their motivate they're, they're sort of almost like their motivation at that point in time is it the highest point it's very very hard to put the brakes on when someone walks through the door and says look i'm ready to change now let's go i want to take you know I'm, I'm going, you know, it's like going from first to fourth gear instantly. And it's how to sort of almost temper the enthusiasm into something that's going to be realistic and sustainable for someone's health, but then sort of almost showing them um, that they're going to get these wins. 
that they're going to get this um you know they're going to get this positive change um yeah i think it's sort of, um, i see what you mean that's the skill of the coach uh and uh that's where you need both you need an eye on the long term but you also need to appreciate the short term as well because we both know them you know you got to get something you've got to feel like it's, it's having an effect quickly uh, you've got to feel that and you know you've got to hold some people back if some people do exactly what they think they need to do they'll get injured or they'll get disheartened very well very quickly or they'll, or they'll get ill because they're, what they're planning to do with the diet is too extreme um, so yeah. it's a case of one eye in the long term but you've got to look after the short term and get someone feeling good about it I want anyone listening to this to start a program and feel feel as well as see that it's having an effect very quickly and that will drive your motivation that will power inverted control if you see that uh, and we will make sure as coaches that you know we've got an eye on the long term as well yeah i think i think it's really funny because you know this year, new year is obviously totally different you know i almost sort of like that you know week one inquiries week two start week three the people you know couldn't get their head around starting finally you know get down Week four, you know, uh, payday, you know, everyone's in. Third week in February, everyone's got a freaking cold. Why? Because they're on 800 calories a day. The immune system's just absolutely tanked. And then they're just like, well, you know what, January's over. You know, um, I didn't have a beer in January or February. So, and then back to normal. And what they've done is, you, you know, you might see that change. You know, you've felt virtuous because you've started laying, um, you know, some good habits down, perhaps with exercise. But then, you know, there's bigger rocks that you need to get in place if you want to see that continued uh, progression. Like anyone can drop their calories down, you know, you know, two, three weeks. You know, most of the time people run at it from a dieting perspective and then it's very easy to fall back into their easy habits. I talk a lot about how to set people up not for failing. And one of the things that I was talking about with someone the other day was that their thing was crisps. And I was like, you've got to get the crisps out of the house, you know. And they're like, yeah, but I love crisps. I'm not saying I'm not saying don't eat crisps. I'm just saying not in your kitchen, you know, put them somewhere else. And uh, I, I read this. Uh, I, I can't even remember where I read this. It was like, if you've got more than 20 seconds to make a decision and that decision and you get the chance to reflect on it about what you're doing, um, you're less likely to um, basically perform, you know, the negative behaviour yeah yeah so like you know she had crisps in the garage crisps in the car you know crisps upstairs i said to him uh you know did it stop you eating crisps and they were like no but i got my steps up so i was like it's <laughs> <laughs> quite you gotta you, uh, you, yeah, you like crisps you know we're not the crisp police we're gonna den deny you crisps but put them in the same spot you know, you can't, if you've got them in the garage and and the kitchen and the bedroom and everywhere, you know, they're going to get eaten in, in massive amounts. You put the crisps in one place. You put all the stuff which is going to torpedo your goal in one place. And when you open that particular cupboard, you know that you, you're making a decision that you're going to have that and you're going to enjoy it, you're going to savour it, you know. But you need to go to that cupboard, you know, that cupboard to, to do it. And it's fine, but they're only in that one place. And uh, have a little think, you know, put a little note in that cupboard, pause, you know, and sometimes you're going to have the crisp and that's fine. But if you're having a crisp in the garage and the kitchen and the front room and the bedroom, yeah, that's just a lot of crisps. Mm. Yeah, because it's fundamental, unless you're sort of almost like a competing bodybuilder, 
is fundamentally you know it, i think it's good to be mindful about tracking i do think um calorie tracking can be a really really useful tool to make people aware about the foods and they're consuming and the portion sizes it's almost like um, a process of education that the person undertakes without really wanting to be educated and that's the key because no one wants to be told something no one wants to be taught something they don't want to you know know about really so i think you know with all these things um one of the things that i do for people is sort of say well if you were going to do this and you know have you know something sweet or a beer or blah 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 what would be a uh you know what would be a good you know what would be a you know what would be a good choice for that person so the difference between one bottle of beer and another bottle of beer might be about 100 calories but you know are you really worried about the you know the the, the brand that you're drinking or you know are you looking for that win or that chocolate bar um you know good example you know curly whirlies 120 calories you know takes about two days to eat you know it's just a win you know you're gonna expend more calories chewing that bad boy than um actually you know like uh, yeah, yeah. it's a case of just a bit of knowledge about what, what's going in uh, and a bit of awareness a lot of people who uh come to us just you know, haven't really thought about it no one wants to be taught but it's just a bit of awareness about you know what you're eating and how much of it you need so slowing down being aware of how many calories is in a certain thing you know, it's not something you're ever going to do forever uh, but a period of time where you're actually learning about uh, what certain foods are doing uh, and the calorific amount nothing wrong with that at all mm. it's interesting it's, it's interesting actually what you sort of say there you know when um, you sort of say that people people come in you know people come to you and they've got a preconceived ideal of what you're gonna sort of say to them and then when mm. you turn around and say well you can do that that's fine. They're like, well, I thought you were going to be harder on me. You know, I thought you were going to tell me not to do that. And you're like, well, that's not really our job. Our, our, you know, our job is to help you go from A to B. And what I'm sort of saying is that you can do that. But there's, you know, you know, these are all the, the other sort of like factors going on, isn't it? So it's sort of um, sometimes amazing. that's the, hmm. amazing how many people think I'm the cookie police. And that, you know, so I tell them that they agreed to start a program on Monday. I said, all right, I guess it's three days of, of, of cake and cookie in just before you, you bring you bring down the law. I'm thinking, no, it's not about that. It's about actually learning uh, what, how much you can, if you like, get away with, you know, you know, yeah. you've got to live, you know, you've got to live your life. You've got to, if you enjoy a certain thing, you should be eating it. You should be eating it. But at the same time, if you've got that flame of change and you want to change something, you need to be aware of how much you can do and how much of the other stuff you're going to need to do. You know, you, 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 your dinner should still be tasty. You should still be looking forward to your lunch. You know, you should be able to enjoy a snack and you should definitely be able to enjoy a beer. Um, but if you're drinking eight pints a night, you know, and you want to lose your stomach fat, you know, we need to have a quiet word about, you know, how much is going to be in line with your goals and that's not being the cookie police or the beer police that's just being honest about what you can do you don't have to give up beer uh, but you might have to think about the way you consume it uh, and how often uh, and there's an element of honesty going on but it's never as drastic or draconian as people think yeah i, I always sort of say it's uh, you know like um you know don't eat like a child and uh what happens is that people sort of go, yeah, they go, they press the nuclear option for a week. And after that, the old behaviors start creeping back in. I can do well, I can do that. I can do that. The number of times I've had conversations where people will go to me. Um, so I did this and, you know, that, that's all right, isn't it? 
And you know where you're like going, well, if that's what you want to do, <laughs> you know, you know, it, because they're looking for that sort of um, the out, you know, the the hardest program, you know, that, you know, how can I put it? You know, not everyone wants to, how can I put it? You know, you don't need to make it really, really hard is what I'm sort of saying. You just have to make it achievable. And that's the key. But then putting back your expectations um, so that they actually match what you're trying, you know, where you're trying to, you know, get to in the, you know, in the time frame that you've got available to you. Um, mm. You know, like, for instance, you know, you're not going to go to the gym, you know, go to the gym once, come home and say, does this make a difference? You know, mm. it. but I, I do still feel that a lot of people are in that uh, mindset. And it's how to try change that mindset to sort of say, look, you know, let's get, you know, we want, you know, at least three hours of structured exercise. Um, we want structured activity for at least five hours a week. You know, these are the things, you know, these are going to be our big rocks um, in there, you know. Right. So um, I think that's, uh, I mean, we've spoken a lot there for on, on motivation there uh, today. I, um, so, uh <laughs> yeah um nice one what i'll do uh yeah all good all good so first one's in the bag first one's in the bag we'll see how we go well, thank, <laughs> thank you for today though i thank you very nice. much pleasure it's always always a pleasure man and uh uh we can uh we can do more just let me know when yeah cool awesome thank you for listening to today's podcast you can get contact with myself ian mellis um at results fast is my instagram handle or through my own websites www.resultsfast.co.uk or www.ianmellis.com you can get in contact with io for instagram at io training nutrition as well as his website www.iotrainingnutrition.com um, thank you for listening today. It'd be really helpful if you can leave any comments or any feedback. Also, if you want any topics covered, uh, we can endeavour to look at covering for you.